Welcome back to another edition of the Perspective Podcast. Sports edition here. I got co-hosts in the, in the building with me tonight via Zoom. I got Tevin in the building. What's happening, Tevin? What to do? Oh, what's happening? All right, what up? And I got my dog, Rome, in the building. What's happening? Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, of course, y'all know, uh, big week here. Uh, we've had Pro Bowl last week, but let's be honest, like, nobody really pays attention to Pro Bowl. Um, we're going to start with, uh, we got we got the Super Bowl Sunday. We got NBA trade deadline that took place today. And I'm going to be honest with you, this may be the most active NBA trade deadline in recent memory. Uh, maybe the most recent one that I can really think of is whenever Braun was shipping everybody out of Cleveland, like and whenever Isaiah Thomas was part of that group that he sent out, uh, that this may have been the most active trade deadline in recent memory so by far. And so, uh, what do we do? We we start with the uh, national nightmare that's finally over with with uh, Ben Simmons uh, finally getting out of Philly and James Harden. Uh, and I'm starting to look at James Harden a little a little different now. You know what I mean? And I, I guess we'll, I guess we'll. Uh, Hey, <laughs> you know me. I've been when he was in Houston. What I was saying, get, let's go. That boy been looking for it in the light. Man. Pack him up. Yeah, man. Pack him up. <laughs> Pack him up. I ain't going front. I was kind of off of James Harden after I seen Manu blocking, you know what I'm saying, the sense sending boys home in the playoffs. <laughs> that was hard, yeah. But um, we're going to start here. We're going to start off here with uh, the Philly and Brooklyn trade that went down today. Um, the 76ers, they get James Harden. The Nets get Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks. Uh, they get a 2022 and a 2027 draft pick. Um, it's going to be interesting who's, to see who's in that 2027 draft because I see a lot – that that year is getting thrown around a lot, but we'll look into that a bit later. Um, so – Initially, just off top, what are y'all? What are y'all initial thoughts here? I and mean, we can go with Tevin first. What you got? Uh, I'm shocked that it took this long for Ben to get moved. Number one, I thought he would have been gone with somebody else. So that's what shocked me the most. But then I was like, it came out of nowhere that Harden was like, "Man, I don't want to be here no more." So I'm like, "Uh, okay, they got to make a move." But for uh, Philly to get rid of Ben and get Harden when his value was super when being value was in the trash. I'm like, man, like the boy Dara pulled off a, a miracle. Yeah. With that. But then uh shoot. But then you look at Brooklyn side though, they got pieces galore now. They got pretty much they got everything they need now, in my opinion. That everything that was missing, they got in this trade. So it's like a shoot, it's kind of like a win-win for both of them. But I feel like uh Philly did give a probably too much mm-hmm. just to get Ben. It would have been hard for me to let go of Seth Curry. I ain't lying. Yeah. I'm, I'm not lying. That would have been that would have been the 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 one. I, I'll give you the draft picks. I'll give you Andre Andre Drummond, but Seth Curry, eh, that's one that I'm I'm willing to hold on to. Because how do you get two first round picks and you gave me the younger player? Like I'm not I'm not understanding. I got Ben, who's a younger superstar out of well, younger star out of both of the main pieces, and then I got two first round picks. Shoot, I'm I'm, I'm chilling. 
I mean, is you got to pay the price, you know? And I think both of the players got traded when they stocks was down. I know Ben Simmons more than James Harden, but James Harden, I mean, let's be honest, on the last two couple weeks, you know, injuries, uh, whether it be the way the, the game is being called right now, you know, not liking the cold weather or wherever he is in Brooklyn, it's not they booing him or whatever. I mean, his game ain't been the same, you know. So, like, I think – I definitely think the Nets got the better end because of Ben Simmons' defense, if it's nothing else. Yeah. Like, if, if that's any other strength that, I mean, he, he brings defense, and it's almost like you're getting one good player in a body off the bench with Drummond because you got a body off the bench with Drummond, and then you got a shooter and a defensive player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean – and that defensive player can guard the one through the four. Yeah. So if he wants to. If he wants to. But I think he's motivated to shut a lot of people up. I think Ben Simmons is going to surprise a lot of people. Not saying he's going to be all-star caliber, uh, but I feel like he's going to be a solid player for them defensively. And I think that he can handle the rock enough to where he can take that pressure off of uh, Durant. Uh, when it comes to, you know, handling the rock and passing the ball. So, because, I mean, shit, he don't want to take no shots. So. <laughs> plus, plus, he the number – he ain't the number one, two option no more. He all the way He ain't even the number three. You know what I'm saying? He three max. He makes yeah, all this more pressure off of. I think uh, Cam is going to get a lot of more playing time uh, with Brooklyn. Um, Curry, Patty Mills. Curry. And when Joe Harris come back, if he comes yeah. back. And then you got part-time Kyrie. So, like, I think, I mean, like I said, I think that's going to be able to hide him. It's almost, it's, I think it's going to be a better version of, you remember when they got Blake and people was like, Blake was washed. And mm-hmm. then Blake started hooping. You're like, man, where this coming from? I think it's going to be something like that for a little bit. I, I would have a chip on my shoulder if everybody say I'm trash. Like, I mean, I mean, you got to have some kind of pride. <clears throat> yeah, you got to have pride. You know what I'm saying? You got to have pride. You know what I'm saying? And as a player, as a man, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to have pride, like, out, out there on the field or the court, whatever it is. And hopefully Ben Simmons, he's been working on his game somewhere, whether if it's just getting confident with taking elbow jumpers or just something. You know what I'm saying? Besides just diving to the paint. You know what I'm saying? Like, last time we saw you was – and the continued highlight is whenever he passed up on the wide open dunk, which is ironic. I saw Anthony kind of do something like that the other night against Giannis, but that's a whole nother story. Um, but you know how I feel about Anthony, and yeah, Anthony is icky. Um, and, and then, but uh, as far as Ben, hopefully, you know, what I'm saying he comes back and he shows some type of improvement to his game. Um, and as far as James Harden is concerned, uh, the pick and roll that they that he's and that seems to be James's only like game. It's either I'm gonna break you down off the dribble, or either I'm just gonna hit you with the pick and roll game. Him and Joel Embiid, what Joel is doing right now, he's MVP of the league at the at the very moment. He's out there, he is out there killing boys. He he hit somebody on Phoenix with a with a move up there at the top of at the top of the three, and he broke down, then jammed it on boys. Like he is playing out of his mind right now. So 
Um, I, I think I think Philly is, is still in, in a good space with uh with Maxi and what's uh I, what's the other this the dude with Tabo Tabo yeah like I think Philly is still in a good space. I think that uh, James Harden is going to be a lot better. I think it's going to be very very uh, mirroring of his performance, like when he left Houston and got to to the Nets and he had that renewed energy and just started hooping out the blue. I really think he's going to turn it up towards the end of the season. Uh, now, how long it lasts, I'm not sure. Uh, long as he keeps that mentality that I'm not number one in his Joel team, he's a great facilitator. He can pass the ball like it's nothing. So, like, I think – I think he'll be – I think both of them, I think they're going to – I wouldn't be surprised if they made in the playoffs. Oh, like at, at the – I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I, I I just – because both the teams are really good teams now. Like, and like with the injuries that the Nets had, it made sense to get them pieces. We need them pieces. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and I think – like what you were saying about the draft picks, you know, I'm more of a football guy, uh, but from, you know, like them draft picks, they so hit or miss, man. Like, it's not like football. Like, football, first-round draft picks, like, it's everything. Like, you right. you got to be special to get a first-rounder. And, and then they, they throw around first-rounders. Like, it's – Whatever, here, take a first Oh, yeah, Daryl Morey, get rid of them. Here, you can have We'll give you our first round of five years from now. Like, I don't care. That person is 13. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know who that's going to be. You don't know what's going to happen. Whoever it is, like 13 years old. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks. And then just pivoting from uh, from Philly to Brooklyn, uh, we had a a smaller trade, which on on a lower scale of importance to me, uh, the Mavericks send Porzingis to the Wizards. And I think we may have seen the best of Porzingis, to be honest with you. Um, but the Mavs sent Spencer. Uh, well, the Mavs get Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. Uh, the Wizards get Christophe Porzingis and a 2022 second round pick. Um, the Mavs got Jalen Brunson and Luca. And so I don't really know, understand what they're doing with another guard here. And it's talks of them getting uh, Goran Dragic in the, in the buyout. Uh, so it kind of don't, it don't really make sense to me, but news, news of the day. Uh, sound like they're trying to play small. Yeah, it sounds like they're trying to play small ball. But I think uh, Spencer is a little lengthy guard, though. So, like, you know, and he's a defensive player. So I think that's an upgrade because Chris Stops is not available. So I think, I think the Mavericks won that trade. Yeah, and I think they probably trying to gear up for next year too because I don't know if Brunson gonna be there. I think people are gonna be calling for him, and they probably oh, yeah. to, with him they are gonna try to try to get a wing that could score or get a, a real legit big. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the play. I think that they making for that. Yeah, I think Brunson if he keeps playing really well, he's gonna end up being that uh Fred Van Vliet, Van Vliet kind of type player. Yeah. yeah, if you get to the right situation. Yeah. And next up on the list, it was a four team trade 
uh, involving Milwaukee, the Clippers, the Kings, and the Pistons. Uh, I'll let y'all decide who are the winners and losers of this one here. Um, the Bucks get Serge Ibaka, uh, the walking corpse that is Serge Ibaka. Um, this, a second round pick from Sacramento, a second round pick from Detroit and cash considerations from the Clippers. Oh man. The, the Clippers get Rodney Hood, um, and a couple other pieces. Uh, the Kings get, uh, White Dante, Josh Jackson, Trey Lowes, and a second round pick and, an, uh, another player. And then the Pistons get Marvin Bagley. He gets a fresh start in Detroit. How about that? You go from sunny California to the cold, cold streets of Detroit. Uh, <laughs> winners? <laughs> um, I think this was just uh, – I'm sorry if I cut you off. I think, this was, I think uh, even though I really like Dante DiVincenzo, uh, I think this was a contract switch around to get the monies right for next year, uh, drop a lot of monies, get the, the cap right. If I had to pick a winner, though, I would definitely say the Pistons. I think that uh, Marvin Bagley has upside, and you put him with a nice young guard. I think Cunningham is going to be nice over the years. So, yeah, I think the Pistons win that just with getting Marvin Bagley, uh, with getting a bigger forward. And you couple him with Grant. Oh, yeah, he, still, he is still there. I, mm-hmm. keep think, I keep thinking he got traded today. Nope. How much his name's in the news? Exactly. He was the he was the biggest name. You know what I'm saying? Uh, aside from James Harden, Ben Simmons. But go ahead. What, what you got? Uh, I low key like the the uh, the surge move for for Milwaukee. You're not asking them to do much. I mean, mm-hmm. you're pretty much gonna be a backup backup because you're gonna be behind Lopez, who's dealing with whatever back injury he got. Yeah, he got some type so, of spine. Yeah, cool. yeah, he been gone for all the season. I feel like so he got the. He's gonna be behind Bobby Portis, and he just give you another, another. He give you a professional, gonna set some screens. He gonna, he might block a couple shots. He still can block some shots, and he gonna make, he gonna try to make some. Uh, he gonna stretch the flow, yep. and he can shoot just good enough to keep that lane open for when Giannis driving and dunking on people. So that's that's why I think the winner. But Bagley do got the most. The potential is Bagley, but uh, it's Detroit with Bagley, like because. I loved him coming out of college, but he got to Sacramento, and I don't know what was going on. I, don't I think know. he got in the doghouse. You know how that goes. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's, it's the franchise. You know, yeah. it's just like uh, somebody somebody always says it's like it's that it's that cat that's running around the building. Like it's just that black cat that's just running around the building. Just bad luck up in that Cowboys, for example. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's just <laughs> just, just constantly it's just bad luck in that building. It, it is what it is, but um. I do like Mark, Mark Marvin Bagley a lot. Um, Josh Jackson, I this might be his last stop. Uh, he he got he got to he got to get it together. He got to get it get it together. It was Phoenix, Detroit, Memphis, and he Houston for a little bit. And Houston, and here we are. Know. You know what I'm saying? This might this might be your last stop, player. I hope I hope you get it together. I, I'll say this. Uh, I mean, they they always looking for players in the D League. No disrespect. So he'll be straight. Hey, Stanley Johnson was the same way. He, the Lakers decided hey, to a multi. Back, all so you he, need is a 10 a 10, 10 day contract. You back in the league. You can, you can, make it 10, you can 10 days and show out in the full 10 days. 
moving on, the next uh team in mind here, the next trade that happened, and this is some this is somebody I was kind of eyeing and hoping that my Bulls would have picked up, but uh, the Hornets picked up Montrez Harrell today. Uh, they sent uh they made a swap with the Trez was with the Wizards, mm-hmm. sent him to the Hornets. Hornets get Trez. The Wizards get Vernon Carey Jr. Ish Smith and a 2023 uh, second round pick. Uh, that's for Boston uh, in that in that move. I was hoping that my Bulls would have grabbed Montrez because we need another four or five somebody that, that can just play in the middle because Tony Bradley isn't it. Like he's not it. He's not even a, a quality seventeenth man. Um, so, so, uh, I would hope I would, I was hoping that we could have made something happen. I guess the money just didn't match up. So, and Trez plays like a high school player too. Like everything he get, he's going up with two hands and he's ducking every time, like every single time. I I don't think I've ever seen Montrez lay anything up. Like he dunks every time. So, uh, what are y'all, what are y'all thoughts on this quick one here? That, that Trez to the Hornets makes them exciting to see. And if, if I'm if I'm living in Charlotte, I want to go to the games now. That's going to be a really high flying team, and they snatching everything off the rim. Yeah. I like so like I think they're going to be really excited to exciting to see play. I don't think it's going to move the needle one way or another in playoff seating. I don't. I just I'm you know no disrespect to Trez. I just don't think that his game is that stellar to move the needle up that much. And I may be wrong. Uh, I really like Ish Smith going to the Wizards. I think his game has been consistently growing as a guard, and I think, like, he gets buckets, bro. I think he got caught up with behind too many guards at, in the Hornets. And if he come off of that second team and, and get buckets, I mean, I, I, I can see him doing well with the Wizards. I really can. I can see him doing well with the Wizards. If I believe, this might be his third stop with the Wizards. I might be wrong, but I think it might be his third stop with the They love him for Ishmael. He so loved DC. Son, they love him. He's super. <laughs> he's son. He the, he's super fast. That's the, that's why he gets so many bugs. He, he can't stay in front of him. So and he always be yeah. He gonna always be a real solid backup. Mm-hmm. And uh, Trez, he just brings some some physicalness to uh mm-hmm. to Jordan team. You know they got a bunch of no disrespect. They got a bunch of light skins. Little skinny, little skinny boys out there. They be getting pushed around a little bit, so they need somebody to hey to get their mind right under that dude. The muscle. Yeah, they need they need some muscle, and he gonna bring some muscle. He gonna bring some energy. They already play with energy, but yeah, he's just gonna bring that toughness out of them and push them boys up front. So he's gonna be, I mean, you know, he ain't gonna he ain't gonna be the reason why they probably get to the like how you said the next level or go deep in the playoff run. But he just gonna bring a a new element to the team that they that they could use and they need going forward so I, I like it for him another piece you know yep. what i'm saying that's just that's just what it is um tony craig returns to the suns that's not really important um the what Where is exactly <laughs> the what is important is the suns pick up another guard in aaron holiday they picked him up from the wizards for cash considerations uh that just bolsters depth um i think that's more so of uh, the Chris Paul, you know, Chris Paul, he tends to have an in- injury at the worst possible time every single year. Insurance um, policy. Insurance policy. That's exactly what it is. 
And that kind of says to me either they and I rock with Alfred. Alfred went to UL, you know how it is. Um, but Alfred's not, he's not it. So I think he, you know, kind of fills in with, with more so take that, that space. And and we know campaign is campaign. So um I think that's that's more of the bigger news that that the Suns uh did for the day. Any thoughts on that one? Or keep it pushing. <laughs> keep it in moving all right all right then uh raptors uh sent gordon Dragic to the spurs but they went ahead and bought him out today uh the raptors get thaddeus young and a 2022 second round pick um and also in return the spurs got gordon of course and a first round pick in 22's draft um i like that is that is is uh uh He's always been consistent, always been a consist- consistent player. I think that's a, a leader in the locker room. There's, there's a whole bunch of young boys up there in, in uh, Toronto, uh, aside from Fred Van. And that's my that's my dog up there. He give boys buckets. Um, um, but other than that, I don't it's, it don't move the needle for either team. Um, you had a little defense, a little hustle on the backboard, something that you didn't have. Uh, with Thaddeus, but like I said, you, you're right. I mean, if, if they get in the playoffs and they make a nice run, again, that's a good defensive player that can guard the perimeter, but I mean, that's a we'll see. Yeah, and then uh, something that kind of surprised me here, it was a three-team trade here that went down between the Jazz, the Blazers, and the Spurs. Uh, the Jazz got Nikhil Alexander Walker and Poncho Her- Her- Herman Herm him him that that <laughs> one right there you know what I'm saying they picked him up from the Spurs um, the Blazers got Joe Ingles Joe Ingles uh, I think he actually tore his ACL and I yeah. thought that's, that, a, that's a that's a contract thing you know yeah. I, they're gonna release him at the end of the year I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to the Jazz yeah and uh, then they picked up a second round pick and also another player in that deal the spurs got thomas sataransky i like thomas i like thomas he used to play for the bulls but um yeah trade piece and uh the spurs also got a second round pick in that mix too devin i know you're a blazers fan any thoughts on this one oh or you say your thoughts for it but we did that that was a cap move Pretty much a cap move. We wasn't gonna use Alexander Walker because yeah. he was just gonna come out the bench, be another bench score, wing score. I'm like, we, we we already got not enough of them, but we didn't try that already. So I'm like, we can just get off him and then pick up Ingles and his contract over with at the end of the year. So it's just pretty much making cap space for us on shoes. Who who knows if they rehab him and they like what they see, they might sign him because I'll sign him. He always been a good, consistent role player. Like do threes, he always played defense. He passed. That's uh, so yeah, I, I think they might give him, a, might give him a look once he get healthy. And but that contract ain't gonna be. I think he made like thirteen mil this year, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Sounds next great. year they gonna be like, hey, you gonna have to take some, take a little less. But you know, he'll be a starter for sure. Yeah. So yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, it was just a, it was a cap move. So we getting ready for next year. That's a fact. And I hate that for Dane. While while we're here, and well, I'll save that for um, the next the next one here in a second. Hey, um, <laughs> that, that message he sent out on Twitter. It it sounded like a 
Braun make the call. I mean, you seen it. Help. Hey, help. <laughs> I'm hurt. Hell. And, right, right. We, we, we gonna get to it in a second. We gonna get to it in a second. Um, but before we move though, I like this move for the Jazz though. They they they're getting um ready for this playoff push. I think the depth was a problem in a lot of their playoffs uh, pushes, to where everything was just on Spider. Now you just bring a bring walk, uh, Alexander Walk in. He a score. He can score. He's a, a wing, nice wing. Then you got uh, Hancho, another big man, another body off of the bench. Um, so I I, th- I think I think that's a good win. That's a good win trade for for the Jazz, bro. Thanks. Yeah, I think uh I think they they were able to make something something happen there. And like you say, it's a depth piece in playoffs. You know what I'm saying? You never know. Anybody can get hurt, sprain ankle break a hand, whatever the case may be. So mm-hmm. depth, it, depth definitely matters. Um, and, um, and another national uh, travesty that's finally, well, uh, Western Conference travesty that's finally over with is Buddy Hill gets moved. Um, the Pacers sent Tyrese Halliburton, which was my vote. Well, if I would have had a vote, it would have been him for Rookie of the Year last year. They sent Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hill, and Tristan Thompson. Tristan's been in the news for enough for uh, for enough reasons. And so they finally got him out of Cali. So those three guys went to Indy and the Kings got DeMontis Sabonis. And I like Sabonis a lot. The mm-hmm. other holiday brother in Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb and a 2023 second round pick. Side note, I had no clue Jeremy Lamb was still in the league. Uh-huh. Um, um so I like Jerry Lamb coming out of UConn, man. He was hooping, bro. About a decade ago now, right? <laughs> yeah, 2012, I think. Yeah, about about a decade ago, he was, you know. Right. But uh Buddy Hill, first of all, what are y'all thoughts on Buddy Hill? But where where are we where are we at with Buddy Hill? Is he I think he was the mistake. Uh, that Bron mad he made. I think he was supposed to get Buddy Hill in, instead of uh, Westbrook. And I've seen watch games where Buddy Hill has torched the Lakers. And oh, yeah. one thing he got is a god doggone jumper that's crazy. And I I don't I don't see maybe this was a contract move. I'm boy, the paces came up. Young talent. I think Buddy is is better than advertised. I think he I think he's starting to get into that veteran role where he's getting how the, the league is, you know, transitioning and, and becoming a a more seasoned player, you know, and getting some of that youngness off of him. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at the two places he's been before he he got to where he is with the Pacers. Those franchises weren't really strongholds, right? So I think this is a good fresh start with a good franchise. Uh, Tyrese Burton, Halliburton, I think both of them together in the paces, I, I think that's a win for them. I mean, you give up Sabonis, which is a great piece. That's why you get Tristan in the big, but I, I like the paces move right there. I don't think it helps them this year. But in the future, I think it definitely helps him. What you got, T? Yeah, Buddy. I, I don't know. I always, always was iffy with Buddy. But seeing, watching him, see how he played, like 
like how you see it, like, yeah, LeBron, like, he made a mistake. Like, they, the Lakers made a mistake. I ain't going to put this just on LeBron. The GM. Come on, the GM. So LeBron, Lakers made a mistake. <laughs> put it like that. Yeah, because watching him play, I'm like, he's a more consistent. He's, he would be like a more consistent Daryl Smith. Yeah, like he running, a good scoring off the ball. He can score with the ball. Defense is kind of, uh, but the shoot make up for it. He yeah. don't need no plays ran from him. He gonna run all day, get open, and that's the type of person LeBron could definitely use that keep the lane over for him. So, uh, yeah, that's a that's a big mistake by the Lakers. But the Pacers getting them. I mean, you know, that's a nice little piece that they can add a young kind of young piece. That they can mm-hmm. add and build on, especially keeping getting Halliburton, which was crazy. Saying it's that they crazy. gave you just gave up Levert, but you got Halliburton. I'm like, okay, yeah. I, I I take that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that any day. So yeah, I like that for them. And the Kings getting some bonus. With from the Kings' point, I don't know what they're doing. Because at first, because <laughs> at the beginning of the year, it was hey yeah we get the damn Fox on the block. You know y'all want them for Ben, blah blah blah. And now it's, oh, Halliburton just gone. I'm like, wait, y'all drafting him to be the, the, the future. Now yeah. you're trading your future for you now, but now ain't good enough. At so all. What, what are we doing? Like, what's going on? But Sabonis, he, he, he one of the best bigs in the league as, as far as what he can do. Pass, shoot, score. Every level. Rebound. Yeah, he can do it all. Every at level. That, at that full position. So that, that solidifies him at the full and but I'm like, uh I'm like, I don't I I wouldn't have gave up I wouldn't have gave up Halliburton. I looked at his numbers and his stats and his efficiency oh. and his turnover ratio. I'm like, bro, that's you I'm like, that's something you can I'm like, that's a a great winning basket. That's winning basketball what he played. Yes, sir. Right. I'm, I'm, Fox, I'm still like this on him. I don't know what he did. I don't know. Well. I'm I'm not sold but, on Fox. Yeah, but Halliburton, I think you you can win with him. So yeah. I think the I think the Pacers came out this sold out. Yeah, uh Halliburton averaging what 14, 4, and 7 right now. Seven and probably like, and maybe like two turnovers. Two turnovers, yeah. like that's a three and D guy, uh three and D guy. You just can't you can't find those, and you got that organically in the draft. So that was your 12th, you know, 12th pick of the first round. Like I think it's something more to that. I think this that's some you don't give that up like that, not for Sabonis. And that's my thing. Like I would have stuck with Tar- with Halliburton over Swiper. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, like Swiper's four or five years in the league, maybe three, four. And he's somewhere in between that three to five years in the league at this point. He with he with Lonzo. How long Lonzo been in the league? He with Lonzo. Yeah, he's definitely in that class. Because yeah, you're right. I remember that that uh, that I was at the NCAA. It was the well, final four when it beat. He put the clamps on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we broke the clamps out for that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and now I remember just like just like you said, they had Fox on the trading block for Ben Simmons. Then they backed out of that. Then they were like, hey, uh, we're gonna try and make make sure Swiper and Halliburton play together and we're gonna ride it out with them two. Then you backdoor and you get rid of the better of the two. And it's like you say, the king, the kings is just a dumpster fire and it's been a dumpster fire for a decade plus years. now yeah I, ever since the maloof sold that team that 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 franchise has been in a send them uh, to seattle 
Yeah, that well, they got a they got a brand new building. They ain't going nowhere. Oh, they not. Oh, they, they do. Yeah, they got they a brand do. new arena. Brand new facilities. Yeah, just their second year. Just their second. Yeah, because um, KJ, uh, Kevin Johnson, he they, he really. Oh, yeah, yeah. That. I'll tell you who who is the team that's getting ready to move. And I think we know. <laughs> New Orleans. There you go. There you go. <laughs> hey, that, bro. That, smoothie, that smoothie king endorsement expires in twenty four, and uh, they number one pick with the most hype since who? Cool. Kevin Durant hasn't played at all. Uh, yeah, yeah. The New Orleans is about to pack it up. They either going to Vegas or to Seattle. Either one. It has. I. 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 I mean, I definitely could see the Vegas move, but it, because of sports betting and and they about to overload Vegas with something. Even if they gotta create a team for Vegas, Vegas gonna get a team. Yes, sir. But Seattle fan base is so faithful. They deserve one. They deserve mm-hmm. one, and and it's like it's it's guaranteed money. It's guaranteed. Like they're gonna show out, yeah. So if they they show out, like they only they three teams right now. They top three teams is what a soccer team, the Seahawks, and the Storm. And the Storm. No, the Mariners. I would say the Mariners a little bit higher. Over the Storm? Nah, they put the Storm. <laughs> oh no, the Storm been winning chips. I'm yeah. tripping with yeah. super and them. Yeah. My apologies, WNBA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So again, they need a, they need an NBA team. So yeah, yeah. yeah so, but yeah, it, it's unfortunate. Uh, I think I think we see the writing on the wall being you know, uh, or, you know, just having roots in Louisiana. Uh, but um, yeah, overall, getting back to the Pacers and the Kings, I I really I think the Pacers definitely do win, um, win that trade. And here we go, T. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and. Uh, <laughs> to set this one up for you, and I'm and, and I'm a uh, we're gonna ISO and let you have this one. Um, so the Trailblazers send CJ McCollum to New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, the Pelicans get CJ McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., who was announced today that he has to have knee surgery. Um, Tony Snell, uh, they get that. The Blazers in return get Josh Hart. Uh, we talked about Nick, Nickel, Nickel, Alexander Walker, he got moved already. Uh, Thomas Sadaransky. I uh, already. See, uh, Didi, and y'all get a handful of picks. Uh, 2022 first round pick, 2026 second round, 2026 second round pick, 2027 second round pick. Um, and in parentheses, it says, whichever is better between teams. Uh, for those last two. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go ahead and back out, and you got this one. Oh, I'm sad to see CJ go. He was like he wasn't a pro- he was never the problem, but with him and Dane, that was too little in that backcourt, and they was never gonna get over the hump because they kind of played the same. So uh, one of them had to go, and they chose CJ. I just hated Betty. <laughs> the best thing we got for him was a, a protected pick next year. Because all the other players ain't gonna be on the team next year. Josh Hart not gonna be there. Two, the other, the other two already gone. And Didi, I don't even know who he is. <laughs> so man, we we in full rebuild. 
but it had to happen. But they doing this to rebuild around Dame. The idea is we're going to get some of these free agents next year. And Dame is going to be happy and satisfied, and he's not going to request a trade. He's not going to play with LeBron like how he wants to so bad. So we hopefully we can get the, – the, I know they're going to look at Bradley Bill. That's probably their number one priority. And then I would say number two is – I would say eight. I would say he might be their second priority because Nurk is not – like I was there, talking about earlier, Nurk is not coming back. And that's another like fifteen to twenty million dollars free right there. They're gonna have so much money to play with that they just gonna try to build a free agent, Ooh. free agent star roster next season, and hopefully tr- and try to compete while Dame's still kind of young. Um. So yeah, this season we just gonna you know we just gonna play it out, try to get the highest pick we can get. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, trade is one of trade two of these free agents. Please just sign with us because. I'm tired of the Robert Covington. I'm tired of the Larry Nash Juniors. We just got him this year, and he's already gone, so you saw what he didn't do. Um, Zach I'm, Collins still isn't on the floor. He gone. Remember who gave him the San Antonio? Still ain't played yet. But, um, oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, I'm tired of somebody. Tony Snell, I don't know why we signed him. But I'm glad we uh, – he, he averaged one point a game. I can do that, right? I guarantee you. If I was in the play, I guarantee you I can get one at Give me his minutes. I know I can have one. I'm gonna make a, going in, baby. I'm gonna make one in. three. I'm gonna make one three every three games. I'm gonna average one point. I guarantee you that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we just we starting over, but it's looking up. We got Anthony. He's showing out. He might be a trade piece, mm-hmm. or he might be a backup point guard. Simmons, um, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He ball. He definitely ball. He definitely. Yeah. Ball. So yeah, we just we getting ready, man. We getting ready for this offseason. Yeah, I'm optimistic a little bit. Can I can I say something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> my brother, my brother Tevin, you sound like me, man. It's okay, man. That shit is over. Dang it, <laughs> oh. my nigga. This is full rebuild, rebuild mode. Nigga, they got rid of everybody that's possibly good. You think they ain't gonna sit there for three years to hope y'all get y'all shit together? He's didn't we say early in the podcast what he said? Braun, make the call. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason why I say that because I was the same guy in Houston. Man, we got James. We just need to get some free agents to come to Houston, and we can build around James. Ain't nobody coming to Houston, which is crazy. Ain't nobody coming to Portland. You been to Portland before? It's a lovely city. Ain't nothing to do in Portland. They got the Nike factory, though. We not out there. <laughs> <laughs> Grass clean or yeah. air clean Every, or something like I'm, that. Hey, you get all the seasons. Quality. It's good. It's quality. It's legal. All that. Nigga not going to Portland, bro. Oh. And you know that. And deep down, when the last time a big-time free agent, the last time... The last big time free agent y'all got to sign in Portland was goddamn Scotty Pippen. <laughs> that is right. That's oh my god! I'm just saying that, that's kind of really. I just yeah. want you because I, I rock with you. I want you. I don't want you up here. Also, you don't want to. You don't want to have uh, so that fall. I'm just saying it's. It, it I hope the best pain. 
Pain. But this look like we we got a new coach, new front office. We about to start from the scratch. You know what I think the play was? This is what I wanted to happen. As soon as Ben was like, I don't want to come back. I was like, just go ahead, send send Dane, swap them to Dane for Ben, straight up. Just just do it. Let us start all over with somebody young and with potential. And just just start over like that. If we're gonna rebuild like that, but if they go this way and Dame leave, then I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I just I just don't see him wasting those years like that. He's too big of a talent. Well, he already wasted the last two years. Well, this year for sure. He could have went somewhere this year, but he wasted this one. So question. What season would you have preferred for the Blazers to break it up? That darn what year was it that Terry Styles, we lost to somebody we wasn't supposed to lose to. The year we lost to uh, the Pelicans. The Pelicans, I was about to say that that was like 17, 18 season, right? No, not the Pelicans. I would have broken up the year after we got to the conference finals. That was the max, yeah, yeah. Bubble. That was the season. The, the bubble year after the bubble year? No, nah, I think it was before the bubble. Because yeah, the bubble lost. year they had a good little run. But we lost first round to LeBron. Yeah, did I, I, it, it was the year before that. Yeah, we got. They the won the championship though, but I get it. I get it. Whatever year we won the conference finals, I was like, we brought the same team back for four or five straight years. Same yeah. starting five. I'm like, y'all not getting over the hump. What make you think you're gonna get over the hump with the same team when y'all can't get over it right now? But I'd have broke the whole team up back then. CJ would have been gone then, honestly, and I would try to get a bigger guard or or a real big man. And I would have, I would have started over then that year after they conference. It was fool's gold. That's what happened. That just bought Terry Styles two more years. That was time. that that was just smoking mirrors. I was like this. I'm like this team ain't that good. They just making shots at the right time. I'm yep. telling you, they hot. They just hot team right now. At that I think time. I think it's a money grab though. Like as an executive, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they like man, we are uh, uh, under the cusp team. We're not gonna be able to get over the hump. But man, with this, we got a loyal fan base. Again, that's that Pacific West area. Mm-hmm. That, that's all they got in Portland. And that in soccer. Yep. So right. they're gonna come out and you have two premier <clears throat> players that are exciting to watch. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if we can milk these jersey sales and these ticket sales for however long. I think it's more lucrative for them to do that over a three-year span and just be at the cusp and good enough to where they're in the games than to start over. Because rebuild, man, you got to find a new jersey holder. Who gonna who gonna be your popular jersey holder now? Who gonna be the one people come to the game to see? You know, yeah. CJ Ellaby. Who? What's on the flip side of this? Um, yeah, hey, y'all gonna learn about CJ. <laughs> <laughs> From Washington State, he's gonna show y'all why he is a great 11th man. Oh, oh, oh okay, I respect it. Uh, right. on the, on the flip right. side, uh, C- CJ <laughs> down to New Orleans, um, CJ, Brendan Ingram, um, Zion. Zion, if he ever puts on a Pelicans jersey and plays more than 30 games, um. 
silent yeah, silence says it all. Yep, that, that's that silence says it all. Well, right? I'm gonna say this. I'm just a little jaded. The last time I've seen the Pelicans slash Hornets be worth something is when they had Jamal Mashburn and 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 Jared Jack and Chris Paul and them back in the days. Like that was Anthony, a Anthony's team that beat the Blazers. Anthony's team that beat the Blazers. That was a fun team. That was a fun team. It was a fun team, but I'm talking about a team to be worried about. Nobody wasn't worried about them, man. Who they had? Uh, your boy. <laughs> uh, who, who you boy? I, boy, he number fifty five. Etn was they go? Etn. He bro. I cannot stand that guy. Uh, <laughs> I, Bro, his game is so weird to me, bro, but they love him. Um, Etuan Moore. I don't remember who's a Solomon. Uh, oh, my God. Look, la, 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 la. But that oh was a fun team. But that was God. a fun team. You, you How much money Solomon Hill got? Hey, even four years, 44 mil. <laughs> Don't know how he his agent is amazing. His amazing. I, I need his agent. I need his lawyer. I need everybody. You know what I'm saying? That is in charge of, of, of anything big money. Dealing well, somebody who probably averaged like six points a game max one year. I was like, and he's okay. coming up on a, like ten years in the league because I think he still plays with Atlanta. Like, yeah, yeah, like, and um. So yeah, that's to close out that one. Look, shout out, black man. Get your money. Get your paper, baby. Get your paper. Get your paper, baby. And last but not least here, just to wrap up all, all any type of trades, we kind of hinted at it. Uh, Karis LeVert was traded from the Cavs to the Pacers uh, for Ricky Rubio and uh, three picks here. Um, it, not only did the Pacers get Ricky Rubio, they got a 2022 first-round pick uh, that is lottery-protected. They have a 2022 second round pick from the Rockets uh, and a 2022 second round pick from Utah. Um, I think we kind of hinted at this whenever we were speaking on Halliburton, Buddy Hill, and Tristan Thompson, but the Pacers, there, you know, eyes are on the future um, instead, instead of right now. So I think that's that's more so what that is. I think Ricky comes off the bench and back backs up uh, – uh, uh, Halliburton, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Halliburton and, and I don't and it's kind of interesting interesting because Malcolm Brogdon, he's still there. Um, mm-hmm. so it's kind of interesting to see what they're gonna do. And unless he unless he has an expiring contract or they just writings on the wall to go ahead and get him about a time. So well, I ain't gonna lie to you though. I, I will not sleep on that Cleveland Cavaliers getting Karis Levert. I mean, he he averaging 18.5. You yeah, feel surprise, me? Surprise team this year for real. Surprise team up and coming, and you just getting him getting more buckets. And what'd you lose? You you lost a hurt Rubio and draft picks. Another team I feel like is gearing up for the playoffs. And I think that's a that's a trade that puts them a little bit higher on the totem pole than they were before the trade deadline. I think that that was a really big trade for them. I like Harris LeVert and Kid at Cleveland. Definitely a big move there. And go go ahead, Z. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that because he gonna get that gives them somebody else on the wing who can get a bucket. Because the only person that's on the wing you really worried about is Garland, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. And you see, he's showing out this year. He done made yeah. all sorts of team. He averaging like twenty, 
twenty and eight or something like this, so he couldn't up. But Lavert gave him a second scoring ball handler, scoring offense. Because in the playoffs, you need people that can get buckets. Yep. Like if you ain't got if you ain't got at least two people that can get buckets, you already you done for sure. You can count your days. And then also they playing for the future too because they play they play the weirdest lineups. They they were starting three seven footers. I'm like they start yeah. marketing Mobley at Jared Allen, and now you get Lavert and um. Garland, Garland, Levert and Garland for that. I'm like, man, they they looking real nice. They looking real nice for the for the future. So I, I like Cleveland. They they up to something. It's uh right on the wall for Colin Sexton, huh? No, he might. I think he might. Why does he become six man? He might be humble enough to become a six man and just lead that second unit. Get your buckets, play your defense, and because he they can use it. it. Ain't like he, you know, a terrible player. It's right. just. He just happens to have some better players in front of him. <laughs> yeah, that's just the situation. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of wrap up, uh, just all those trades there. So all those trades there that went down. Um, some teams that that stayed in stayed in place. Uh, my Bulls, we stayed in place. We didn't make any kind of moves. I think that our front office just believes in our in our structure as is. Um, like me and TV, we talking about it earlier. Everything is four to six weeks with us. Uh, Lonzo Ball, four to six weeks. Derek Jones Jr., four to six weeks. Um, when Zach got hurt, it was initially four to six weeks. Uh, but he the injury wasn't as bad. Alex Caruso broke his wrist, four to six weeks. Um, so it's, you know, it's 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 pieces. So we ended up staying packed. Um I think that's it, good for y'all too. Yeah, I think I think it's it's a it's it's a building building step and it we're Definitely in, in the in the moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Allow some of those uh those younger players off the bench get some time. Uh, Ayo, Ayo, yeah, yeah. You know my boy Kobe over there. I rock with Kobe over there. So it's like I think y'all y'all gonna be nice. Y'all gonna be scary in the in the playoffs this year. I think we. I gonna be honest with you. I think we we if we draw lucky. Then we'll get to the to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then that's it. But I definitely see us making it to the second round here, and and making you know a six, a six game series in the second round, and that's mm-hmm. that's just what it's going to be. Um, it was a lot of, I'm not, I guess it's it's a lot of hoopla. Uh, I guess is the right word around Julius Randle and the Knicks. Um, evidently, it's it's um, this year in New York. It's not last year in New York. Um, the Knicks caught a lot of people by surprise last year. This year, they're kind of like still staying in place. So like they've reverted back to who they are. The Knicks are the Knicks. And, uh, there was talk about Julius Randle getting moved maybe to Sacramento. Um, but that fell through. And also Jeremy Grant, that was another big one. Uh, that was another big name that was just in a whole lot of conversation, but once again, nothing, nothing happened there. And I read uh, in a few places that Detroit wanted two first round picks for Jimmy Grant. And yeah, he ain't that. Like you're not that guy. You're not that guy. <laughs> and oh, and last but not least, uh, in regards to the Lakers and the GM, uh, no move at all. Uh, do we want to expound on the Lakers, or do we want to go ahead and and uh, call it even? I, I think I think LeBron. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, bro. I don't know, bro. It's it's gonna be tough. Like 
Because it's, it's kind of late in the year to be pulling it together, getting chemistry. Like, you know, and I think we already discussed that the only chemistry that's going to fix it is that boy coming off the bench. So, that's the only thing that's going to fix it, and he's not going to do it. So, we're at an impasse. That's it. We 55 games in, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's 55. It's like you – you all what you like you they gotta run with what they got now. They just gotta make the best out of what happened. They can't play defense. They can't shoot. They they can't shoot free throws. They turn the ball over way too much. They, they the can't re, they they can't rebound. I'm like, they just got so many problems. And LeBron ain't young enough to overcome all your sorrowness, all your mistakes. <laughs> he can't he can't he can't do it no more. Oh, and, and Frankie and Frankie V, I don't know what to say about him because they have used twenty eight different starting lineups. Um, that don't even make I can't. That don't even make I can't even comprehend. Yeah, how you use that many different lineups and then he don't. They, they I think that this is what happened with the Lakers. This is my my quick opinion. They went to the season thinking, oh, we got Russ, LeBron, eighty. We just gonna go out there and hoop and be better than everybody. They didn't think about chemistry or none of that. They went off. Name and rep alone, and they added more names and more rep. And they was like, We just gonna go hoop and we gonna win. They ain't got no offensive system, they ain't got no defensive system. They just people like they just out there. And now they see that not putting it on working all season. Now they stuck with a 44 million dollar a year Russell Westbrook turning the ball over and drinking every shot. Doesn't it seem like every year, every year we hear a team say, they stuck with a big Russell Westbrook contract. That's the same. Every person. year for the last four years, people have been like, man, he stuck with Russell Westbrook contract. It was with the Rockets, his contract was crazy. With with Washington, uh, Washington OKC, like you gotta look in the mirror. And I and you know what I'm saying? The Lakers youngest players off the top of my head, Stanley Johnson, Malik Monk. Kendrick Nunn, who THT. is THT. Uh, what's the other? What's the other white? Uh, white oh, guy Reeves. Reeves. I like your Reeves. I like your Reeves. And Kendrick Nunn, who doesn't even dress out. Um, so <laughs> and then, I don't oh, get then, that. I don't get when, that. Then when he come back, that's another person you got to try to fig- figure in. Why you got? That's another person you got to try to fit in with Trevor Reza and Carmelo and. And Dwight and DeAndre and man, they shout just out, they, shout they, out Rich Paul. They place too many players. They just got some. I can go. I can make man the list. I can make about they problems is too long. I, I like. I ain't gonna lie to you. I think they have the pieces. I I I I don't want to because I don't want to make it about Russell Westbrook and say it's just all his fault. Definitely. But man, they really because Malik Monk is giving them the play that they need. Yeah. He's a starting. He can run it. You, make it you know, and, and and you bring I with a healthy mellow who's shooting lights out. He still can can shoot the ball really really well, and he's really bought into that 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 second team mentality coming off the bench and being that spark, which I think has elevated his game to let him just shine. You know, and then he finished the game. So I, I don't know. I I. I I'm holding on because I, I guess I'm a LeBron dude. I I, I want 
the chemistry to get right because hey, nobody want to see. Come on, that's LeBron. We want to see the playoffs with LeBron. You know what I'm saying? So, right. But uh, that's the only way it fit, it works. That's the only way it works. He got to come off the bench, bro. And so, as currently constructed here, as we wrap up NBA talk here, uh, as currently at this moment, um, what is today, February 10th, um, the trade deadline, the re- top 10 teams in the East go, the Miami Heat, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Chicago Bulls, the Cleveland Cavs, 76ers, the Raptors, the Celtics, and the Nets are currently sitting at eight. Nine is the Hornets, 10 is the Hawks. Do y'all see any kind of movement there and anything kind of shaking up? Any, any, anything, any pieces moving around? Any teams drop low move? I think the Celtics go up a little bit since they got Derek. They got Derek White. I like him. Yeah. I think he could run. I think he could run a team, but he just happened to be playing by Murray, who's just a better point guard. But I think White good enough to run a team and that can get, if they start him, which I hope they do, that'll give them some better point guard play since they got Schroeder up out of there. And that makes Marcus Smart not be your primarily, uh, primary ball handler and decision maker, which we know how that'll end up. Yeah, I, I think the Celtics definitely make a little bit of a move up because they um, – I think they got Theus from the Rockets. Oh, yeah, they got Tice. Yeah. My boy Tice back. Yeah. Tice, he's my apology. He, yeah. he, he, he back in the mix. So, yeah, so I think that's – a because he was hooping, bro. He came to Houston for a second and just started throwing up buckets. And so I, I think they, they add some pieces there. Um yeah, I think the Celtics make a move. I wouldn't be surprised if the Nets journey towards the top of that list again. I think they're going to run. Like I said, I think that addition of Ben Simmons is going to surprise a lot of people. And I think that boy is going to come out hooping. I really do. And that's the Eastern Conference there. And Western Conference currently here. Uh, is is Phoenix, Phoenix still playing right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's uh they about twenty. They they changing breaks. They they changing breaks. Right okay. Now. Uh, it's currently currently here at the moment. Phoenix is going to stay at the top. Uh, so Phoenix at number one, the Warriors number two, the Grizzlies number three, the Jazz number four, Mavs five, Nuggets six, Wolves seven, Clippers eight, Lakers nine, Pelicans ten. Any type of movement there, or we, we, we think we everybody staying packed? I'm gonna be honest with you, I think the wolves fall out. Yeah, me too. I, I think they they gonna start to drop. I think the wolves fall out. I think the I think the Lakers they they find some kind of way to squeak in, uh squeak in the back door. Uh they'll definitely be in the playing situation. Uh I don't I don't see them higher than six. Um, you know what I'm saying? Un- barring any type of in- injury. Uh, from one of those teams up there at the top. I'll tell you one thing. My favorite at this moment is still the Warriors. Oh, uh, yeah. I like the Warriors. I like the Warriors, but don't sleep on the Clippers. I'm not a Clippers fan. Hey. Oh, uh, fooly. I don't want to hear it. You can look around <laughs> and you know, you listen, you know how much, even going back to when they choked against uh, the Rockets in the playoff, when it was in that, that game, it was up about 30, and Josh Smith went and killed them. I, I, they choke us, but they got a really good coach over there. Agreed. 
they add Powell and they add the other wing, um, Covington. Oh, I knew you were about to say that. Hey, look. Look. First, I've watched Robert Covington for the last three years. Listen, listen. When he was in Houston, he was was productive. That was five, six years ago. That was about six, seven years ago. (laughs) He ain't that same dude that was in Houston. He's not that guy. (laughs) The the Minnesota-Houston Robert Covington? I don't know what happened. I mean, the Philadelphia. I feel like you took it from your fan heart right now. You're a little hurt the way he was holding it. I saw his points. Listen, you know what that is, though? Yeah, I go back to my original point. Nobody want to play in Portland. Who wants to go hoop in Portland? They don't want to hoop a Robert Cousins. (laughs) (laughs) I don't How do you play more minutes each year, but your points drop I'm like, what are you doing on the basketball court Man. To, for your points to go down every year, but your minutes go up? He's a, a non I don't know. I don't know. I, I just still never believe in uh, what that team is, the Clippers. I just never believe in them. Cause... Oh, I'll never. I think they move up in the standards. They're not going to do nothing in the playoffs. I think they're going to jump up, though. I oh, just okay. think that because uh, I like Bobby. He he, he hope. Bob, uh, what, Bobby Jackson? Not Bobby Jackson. Um, oh, really? Reggie Jackson, I went old school with Bobby Jackson, but yeah, <laughs> Reggie Jackson, you know, I, I like his grit. I like the way he hooped. I mean, they just got a tough little scrappy team right now without the, the big time stars playing. Uh, I, I respect that. I think, you know, sometimes playoff P can get in the way, you know, and I don't think he's suiting up. And and if you look at they, they've been they every game. They they usually in the games. They ain't really getting smoked too much. So I wouldn't be surprised. You bring in some some taller wing guys. I think it could benefit them though. I, th- I think they could benefit them. Wasn't that me and you one time, Marty? We talked about Paul George and Kawhi. I think we was like they don't really they don't really fit because they play in the same spots. Like they need to be in the exact same spots on the court. And I'm like y'all, they be that make them clash kind of on offense because like they they both need to. They need to. They operate in the same area, mm-hmm. so they be in, they in each other way. So one of them got to go. That that was that same conversation uh, with uh, that we had about uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yeah, yep. that was that was that same conversation. They be in each other way. They 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 can't play together. They can't. And they not. And they don't have that versatility in their game to be able to say, okay, well, I'm not gonna play that way. I'm I'm gonna take a back seat to you and still be effective. I think you Tatum know? and Brown. I think Tatum and Brown probably do because they're younger, and Tatum got a decent post-up game. Kawhi mm-hmm. got a decent one too. I think you can make it work, but for the most part, they all they both always operate in the same spot. Space. So it's always gonna mess up their teams until something changes. So yeah, yeah. All right, and so that's uh that's that is NBA talk here. That is uh the front half of this pod here, uh back side of this pod here. Ooh. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Um, I don't think anybody had the 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 Bengals on their bingo card. You know what I'm saying? Getting to the Super Bowl uh, this year, um, and not this year. Maybe three years down the line. Maybe four years down the line. But 
this year? No, not this year. Um, so we got the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams have a home game, literally, uh, as this as this uh, Super Bowl is taking place at brand new brand new SoFi Stadium out in Inglewood, Inglewood. Um, super team, that's the Rams. The young team versus the Bengals. Um, I'll I'll kind of sit back here and. We know the Rams got here. I'll just kind of lay it out here. The Rams got here. They went through Tampa. They went through uh, the Niners. And, uh, yeah, because they had the first round by. Am I correct? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not the Rams. The Rams had Arizona. Yep. They, they terrorized Arizona. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, 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 that was that was that was that was that Monday night wild card game. That's what that was. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. So uh, they they went through Arizona. They beat Tampa, and we talked about the the Tampa game off mic here. Um, and of course uh, the Niners there, and the Bengals. I I'm still trying to figure out how you get sacked nine times in a game or ten times in a game, and you still win that game. Outside Joe. He didn't turn it over. He didn't fumble. No turnover. Not all that, right? Um, so and then they then they went into Arrowhead. They beat the Chiefs. I love it. Um, you know what I'm saying? Raider Nation over here. So anytime that the Chiefs happen to crumble, I love it. Uh, me and Ron, we were on, we were on the uh we were on the text line going back and forth. This was as the uh the Chiefs were down there in the red zone. And they I think this was the end of regulation, if I remember correctly. And I Roman sent me a text message, right? And he was like, yo, like, he was like, what? He's like, bruh. And I said, bruh, I say, Patrick Mahomes doing way too much. He's doing way too much back there. The very next play, that's whenever he got strip sacked. <laughs> the very next play, he was doing too much back there. So the Chiefs, they got there. They, uh, they, uh, well, they lost to the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals beat the Chiefs. The Bengals beat the Raiders in the first round. Pain. But I'm glad that we got there. That whistle, man. Yeah. That whistle. It is what it is. We we took the L. I'm just happy we got into the playoffs. It's been a terrible decade and a half <laughs> for us. So um, I'm just happy to, to be where we are. So um, I'll I'll go ahead and back out here for a second. And um, Rome, I'll, I'll let you kick this one off here. Uh, how you how you feeling? Um, Bengals. How you feel about this Bengals team so far? And and tell me how you feel about the Rams team. Um, it's both teams. I feel like have really, really huge upsides. So that's why I'm so it's so hard to pick one over the other. You know, uh, the biggest benefit that the Bengals have, they have continuity with a lot of players coming from LSU, and a lot of them boys coming from LSU don't know losing. So that mentality, that losing mentality, they don't have that. And they do have the mentality that they supposed to win. And that's the good thing about being ignorant uh, to the fact that it's hard to get to the Super Bowl. And when you young like that and you winning, like you don't have that fear. So I think their nucleus, it, they make, it makes them a tough out. Their defense is solid, really, really good defensive line. I love Trey on their defensive line. 
He's a monster. Uh, the interior defensive line is going to make it hard for um, Stafford to really sit back there in that empty backfield and, and get loose. So um, I think they have some holes in their secondary, of course. They can make it tough. But, I mean, all around, the Bengals are a scary team because stuff the ball just falling right for them. Yep. And, and sometimes you can't, you can't fight that. Like, you can't fight that the ball is just rolling my way. So uh, I, the Bengals are scary in that sense. Um, the Rams, everything is just lining up perfect. This is storybook, movie type. Like, everything is aligning perfect for them. They have the veterans, people who've been there before. Um, you got people that's hungry for a ring. You got some veterans that's really hungry for a ring. And that's – you can't gauge that. Like, you got Odell, who's looking for redemption. You got Donald. He looking like a monster in the middle which is going to cause havoc for Joe Burrow. He thought he got sacked nine times. And, and of course, Von Miller, who didn't been there before. So that's my sleeper for MVP is, is yeah. Aaron Donald. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. So uh, I, I just think if, if I, I don't think pressure is an issue for Joe Burrow, surprisingly, but if Stafford can handle the pressure, it's going to make it tough on the, on the Bengals. I definitely think that. Yeah. What you got to? Yeah, like both teams' offenses can be so explosive so fast. So that's the thing that I'm like, that's making me hard to pick. I'm like, man, which who you side with? You side with Cup and Odell, and uh, what's the side with his band? Higby might, Higby might play, or do you side with Boyd and Chase and Higgins and Mixon, like? That's that's a tough tough thing to choose from, and then the quarterback Joe just playing so confident right now it's yeah, ridiculous. Like, he playing with all the confidence in the world. He playing like he's supposed like I'm supposed to be here. That's the word and, confidence, right? And Matt Stafford, he he's in shaky a little bit, but mm-hmm. he when it's time to make a play, he's been making his plays. So honestly, all the pressure is really on the Rams. So they the veteran team. They the team that's kind of not supposed to be here, but if you look at it. How they constructed their team, they yeah they were one of the favorites to get here, and now that they're here, at home pretty much now it's time, it's time to perform, and I really feel that um this game will come down to that offensive line of the of the uh, Bengals and that D line of the um Rams. If they don't get Burrow that time, they gonna they probably gonna take it home. But if Joe get enough time. Throw them them receivers and mix and start getting in the passing game and start weaving in and out. Is it's, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for them to lose, but yeah, all of the pressure pretty much on Stafford because this like you said, like this might be some of their last times getting here. Stafford older, Odell, he's not old, but he's been illegal a while. Donald yeah. been illegal a while, Ramsey been legal a while, so they got a state and brought a safety out of retirement to come start. Like, what's Crazy going on? Right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, so what's going on? This is like they last time. The Bengals pretty much saying, like, if we win, we if we want to win, and that's what we're going to do. But somehow if they lose, they're like, okay, well, this is just really a building block. Like, we already surpassed the expectations. We this we building. Like, 
the only way we can go from here is up the Rams. Like this might be this could be it for us. So we gotta go all out. So I'm I'm ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Sunday is definitely gonna be interesting because and and, it, and it's the I would say the Rams are more of so say like the balanced team because they have a really good offense and they have a really good defense. And the the uh the Bengals, they're really just known for it's offense, offense, offense. The league is going more so towards offense. Um, so I think that in the at the end of the day, I think that I think this is a one of those one of those types of woes, you know what I'm saying? I think it's I think it's a, a game in the 30s. Uh, I think it's 31, 34, or I can see 35, 31, something, something of that nature. Um, it's this is gonna be this is gonna be one of those, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and I, I think one of the receivers on other on the ends, one of those receivers makes a play in order to set up the ultimate game winner. Um, I think Odell, I think he has about 70, 80 yards receiving this game. Um and somehow, some way, Cooper Cup is always open. He's always open. Like, I don't understand that he's a technician. Like, he really runs them routes. Like, he really do. Um, Matthew Stafford, I wouldn't, I've never had no issue with Matthew, Matthew Stafford, but I, I wouldn't be mad. Uh, Joe from that south side, he got plenty more time in, in, in this league to go. So, um, it's, it's kind of hard for me to pick against Joe. Um, man. I think if we're doing picks, if we're doing picks, oh, man. I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. That's what I'm going to do, man. I'm going to roll with the Rams, and I may wake up tomorrow, and I may, I may you know, <laughs> I, may, I may feel totally different. But at this very moment, at this very moment tonight, I'm rolling with the Rams. That, that's that's what I got. I got the Rams in, in, a, in a close one. Uh, I agree with you being that it's going to be a close game. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those games with the whoever has the ball last. That's who's going to win it. I think the people are really underestimating that front seven for Cincinnati. They're a really talented bunch of players right there, that front seven. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take Joe, man. I'm taking Southside Joe. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. For some reason, I just can't. I I know this is weird. I'm trying to picture each team celebrating. It just feel better with Joe celebrating, bro. I just want to see my mans with the cigar on the couch part two. I just see it happening. I just, I, and where that takes him in his career could be really, really crazy. But I just, again, it's one of those things, bro. I can see Joe pulling it out, bro. I, I, I got, I got Cincinnati, um, 38, 35. Mm-hmm. Field goal by McPherson at the end. He ain't missing one yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He be on it. That boy, out of Yeah. I'm, I'm super torn this Super Bowl because 
It's LSU players I love on both sides. Prop LSU propaganda. All Man. in the all in this. Talking about the next. We gonna talk. <laughs> I mean, old, you got old. I'm really just basing it off three people. I got Odell on this side, and I got Chase and Burrow on this side, and I'm stuck because I'm like, man. I want Odell. Don't forget Whitworth over there. Oh, yeah, Big Whit. Oh, yeah, Big Whit. Oh, yeah, he got to get thrown in there, too. I forgot about him. He a legend. He LSU legend, so he got to get in there. But I'm like, man, like, I'm stuck. I'm like, I want Odell to win one so bad so he can shut people up. They can't talk crazy about him no more. People just talking down on him because he's been with a team whose quarterback play, in my opinion, has been below sub, below, below, below subpar. And they just act like he, Odell was he, he the problem. Odell was, you know, Odell was the yeah, Odell was the Yeah, he canceled, he trashed, he this and this, and he's showing them that, man, you get the start to throw the ball, you see what I can do. So on that side, I want him to win one. Then on the other side, I'm like, man, but Joe and Chase, I, them boys right there, they like, they they like this. It feel like they've been playing with each other forever. They know, they know each other in, in and out. Like, they can Chase just... Bang. Chase they, Bank, they, he make it happen, baby. Bro, they just they just got that connection. And Whitworth, he gonna he's like 40 something years old, still handling the little boy. So I'm so I think I picked the first the first time I picked, I think I picked the Rams. Then like I told y'all the next day I somebody asked me again, I switched, <laughs> I, I said, man, I'm going with Joe. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Rams. I'm gonna go with the Vets. I want just because I probably because I just want to see them win. The older guys see them win, get their ring, and then let then let the young guys have their fun. But I want I kind of want Donald to win this ring and Chase. I mean not Chase Odell and Ramsey. Let Weddle get his. He might even Weddle might end up in Hall of Fame with this ring since he came back on the low. <laughs> right on the low for real. So um, I'm gonna go with the Rams. Hopefully Stafford. Don't let me down. That's my hold up. Uh, I'm gonna I'm say I'm gonna say a little lowest one. I'm gonna say twenty. Let's see, three seconds. I'm gonna say twenty four. Twenty four thirty Rams. Okay. Okay. All right. Like you say, it's uh like we like you laid out. It's LSU propaganda all in this. All of in this. Now, I'll tell you what. If LSU does not end up with the number one recruiting class next year, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, in football, or or if they don't finish in the top three, top five, after after the, the spotlight that's been on LSU since the national championship, mm-hmm. um, hey, I, 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 don't, I don't know what else you could do. I don't know what else you, you could do if, if you, if you, you know, support other, other Tigers. I'm gonna say this. That was your propaganda in this podcast too. You 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 okay. know how I rock. It's all about them tigers to me. You feel me? I'm gonna keep it a hundo. And I've been watching Chip Kelly move in silence during this transfer portal. He been getting some players, bro. That's he been putting in work, and he was smart enough to say. I'm not from here, but I'm going to hire everybody from here to go do my recruit for me. Since I can't pull off the twang, 
I'm gonna get them that the people who got the natural twine. And he got them people going in them people living rooms and he pulling all them recruits that was recruited by LSU and they went somewhere else. Them boys transferring back to LSU just to play for them boys. So I think this is the first time LSU has had coaching, coaching. Cause no matter what you say, if if Brian Kelly had the caliber of players from LSU, the SEC blood, that that boot blood, yeah, he would have been won a championship by now. Oh, so, so I think, especially if the Bengals win, recruiting goes through the roof. If they have some kind of decent season next year, recruiting goes through the roof, bro. I, I don't see how it doesn't. I don't see how it doesn't. And 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 and, it, and I think it's even more so if the Bengals win. Because Joe Burrow pubs LSU like they paying him. Yeah. Any day. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Would you <laughs> he, he's still getting NIL. <laughs> NIL. <laughs> Odell was giving out NIL at the national championship. <laughs> Yeah, y'all, 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 y'all boys five years late. Money, I say, ooh, the boys is not coming back next year. <laughs> <laughs> you gone, but yeah, Chase said, yeah, baby, I'm gonna go ahead and sit out the, the, this season right here. We ain't gonna be too good. I'm gonna go ahead and get ready for that draft. <laughs> um, and then uh, just a, a couple more things I forgot to put on on the topic list for the day. Um, I wanted to get to the to the to the Brian Flores uh lawsuit that he has out. Um, I believe it's a civil suit. If, if I'm correct, I'm doing this off the top of my head here uh, with, with this part, but uh, it's definitely a lawsuit against the NFL and certain teams. It, it may be the NFL as organization and then those individual teams as well. Um, Brian Flores, if you are not familiar, he is a former coach of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, this, this season never in right now. He, his Dolphins team started 0 and 8, if I'm correct. And then they finished the season on a nine-game winning streak. Um, Brian Flores is, of course, a, a black man, and he was terminated at uh, at the end of the season. There, um, he ended up filing a lawsuit. The he ended up having some statements that said that the owner of the Miami Dolphins was paying him so much money to lose per game, um, and it's the the meat of the lawsuit is the fact that black coaches are not being hired in the league. Um, a black coach in particular that definitely should have a job, in my opinion, is Jim Caldwell. Um, you sit there and you take somebody, you take the Detroit Lions to the playoffs. Yes, they may have lost some of those games or whatever the case may be, those playoff games, but you had that franchise as a respectable franchise in, in his tenure there with the Detroit Lions. Um, other coaches, and you – Tevin, you 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 a Steelers fan? You you know what I'm saying you you got Steelers ties. You know what I'm saying? Like Mike Tomlin, the the at the time the lawsuit was filed, Mike Tomlin was the only black coach. Um, and aside from Bill Belichick, he is the most winning coach. Um, in as that is an active coach, and I don't think that the Steelers have had a losing season in his 15, 16 years there. Um, so I just wanted to lay it out, and uh, I just wanted to hear y'all thoughts about. Um, the, the the Flores uh, lawsuit and T you can go ahead and kick this one off. Uh, I mean it's 
at the end of the day, it's embarrassing. It's this is low key. It's honest. It's just I put it like it's disrespectful. It don't make it makes zero sense that out of seventy percent of your players are black, but only one coach out of all the coach head coaches black. They don't. That's disrespectful. That's just showing me that they don't believe that a black man can lead a team. They don't see them as leaders. They see them as people who, like, they'll get a defensive coordinator job, though, easy. They see them as people that instill fear, install, install fear or discipline yeah. or something like that. They see them as kind of like the mean guy or whatever. They don't see them as one who can control a situation, one can who can uh, think strategically, who can game plan, who can motivate, who can motivate the right guys, if that makes sense. Um, and this is just is sad to see that like as a black coach, you have to go above and beyond what some of the other race um uh, other race of coaches have to go through. A black coach, he go nine and seven, he can be kicked out the league. Another coach, he even went six and ten, three straight years. Oh, he getting he getting a raise. They talking about we rebuilding. He's laying the foundation, and he, he going I'm like, it, it, it's just terrible. It don't make, it don't make sense to me how. And then they, the Rooney Rule is kind of, cause they, cause like the Brian Flores case, he's pretty much saying like y'all just interviewed me just to say y'all did. I really didn't have a fair chance when I got there. He's like it, y'all had y'all man picked already. If you got your man picked already, then you should just go ahead and hire. This is how I do it. Just break the rule. Yeah, forget it. Go ahead and break the rule, pay the little fine, do whatever. Don't just don't disrespect me by making me get on the flight, get dressed, have my thing, have my wife and my kids thinking there's a possibility we could move here. We looking at maybe even looking at, you know, she's thinking about moving stuff, little little stuff like that. Like don't disrespect me like that to have me go through the whole this whole process when y'all really end up just sitting there looking at me while in the back of your mind, you know, oh, I'm just the contract getting typed up for so-and-so right now. And then how you said about John Elway coming allegedly drunk to the interview, I'm like, nobody going to sit there and just make, who would just sit there and make up something like that? Exactly. Like, that that don't even sound, you know, logical to just say, oh, yeah, they was drunk when they came in. No, 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 no. Somebody did something, I, I believe. Right, and I feel sure. like, yeah, that was fine. So he just he just really put him on front street. Glad he did. He probably it's possible he gave up his coaching career for it or whatever. But but like he said, it's bigger than just this cause is it's bigger than him. And I applaud him for doing that. Agreed. And right before you jump in, Rome, I'm just going to just say uh, the same day that the that Brian Flores came down with this lawsuit, the Denver Broncos went up for sale. Um, go ahead, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, this this whole situation kind of to me mirrors back when the whole stigma of the black quarterback. You know, uh, they look at us a certain way. They don't think us as uh, thinkers. You know, they they use that term athletic you know he's an athletic quarterback you know and then when they talk about the white counterparts they say oh he's he's he reads the defense he's he has a good mind for the game so it's those those key terms they use 
I think it kind of mirrors the coaching. Like, oh, he can motivate the team, but, you know, we want somebody to handle the day-to-day things, you know, the inner workings of the team and, and really run it as a business. So, you know, and it makes you feel like on a mental level, just touching back what Tevin was saying is, like uh, my white counterparts can think a little bit better than my black counterparts. But yet, no, on the last year's Super Bowl team, all of their assistant coaches were black. Everybody. So we're good enough to put you in a position for you to succeed, just like uh, Tony Dungy did for Gruden. Uh, but but you know if you if you catch lightning and you win the Super Bowl, hey, cool. Or you have to be above and beyond, better than everybody else, like Tomlin, and not it, it would be asinine to fire Tomlin. Yeah, you know, so it it's tough. Uh, I think what Flores did is necessary. I think that I mean he almost kind of fell on his sword. I wouldn't be surprised if he is coaching again, simply because the NFL doesn't want to look a certain way and they want to protect the shield. So right now they're in a uh, kind of like putting out fires kind of mode to where we can't be looked at like this, Uh, especially from what Goodell was saying at the press conference, I believe it was today or yesterday when they were talking, like they trying to put out fires and say, Hey, we trying to do everything to fix this. It's a PR crisis. Huh? It's a PR crisis. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. It's it's definitely a PR crisis. So they're trying to do everything, and and that's why you got the the hirings of Levy, uh, Lovey Smith, excuse me. That, no disrespect to Lovey Smith, but you, you, I mean. State base. He went first on a lot of people raised. He went at the top of a lot of people, right? You know, he ain't no. He wasn't even on that list until the back end of their interview, their interview process. And the Houston Texans are have speaking of dumpster fires. You can add them, put them right next to the Kings, right? <laughs> um, and which is organizations that are on fire. Yes, and um, as far as the hire in Miami, he's multiracial, but he doesn't really side with us. So, 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 cause he, yeah, my black, my dad's black, but you know, I don't identify, you know, I'm a human being. He's got this logic thing going on. And and it was like, oh, okay. They're going to sit you down in a second too. But I mean, it's, it's, it's gotta get better. Uh, Like you said, too many good coaches. Uh, Steve Wilkes, he got one year. Um, Cully. Cully, they play for Cully. They play for Cully and that's what you want. Uh, Hugh Jackson was fired. I know it was the the Browns, but Hugh Jackson was fired by the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like you need you need these opportunities and, and really true opportunities. Don't wait till my the organization is a dumpster fire and give me the keys. And, and, and I just want to add another name in that mix, Marvin Lewis. Let's act like Marvin act Lewis. like Marvin Lewis Lewis was didn't have successful teams in Cincinnati with Carson Palmer and after Carson Palmer. And he was in the division at the he was coaching at the time when they had Ray Lewis and them in Baltimore when the Steelers was kicking butt. Like he wasn't in no trash division. 
Like he had to fight every year just to try to get number two. Yeah. So like, but again, Marvin, he held that team afloat for years and it's almost like he's been exiled. So, you know, you just don't get those opportunities, you know, that double back opportunity like Dan Quinn gets or these other coaches who get pushed right back to a DC or OC role and then they up for a coaching position the next year. There's no way that uh, Mike Brable should be able to get a job as quick as he did. And somebody, I don't know, let's just pick a name, Troy Palomalu, uh, just doesn't have a gig. You know what I'm saying? At, at, at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or like, even somebody like Steve Smith. You know what I'm saying? Like, or like they about- which, what about your boy, uh, D'Amico Rhines? Defensive court, he really, really got that team together over there. Like, left with, left with, left with. Uh, May, May, Mayo. Mayo. And all of these squads have defenses that are stupid crazy. And they praise these guys during the game. And then when it's time for coaching openings, it's this guy you never heard of. I'm an Eagles fan. I didn't know. I I still forget my my Eagles coach name. Sirianni. Sirianni. That's it. See, look. Where you come from? Where you come from? I don't know. I I don't know. I just know I know his name though. Speak the truth. Our defensive coordinator. Trash. Let me tell you how trash our defensive coordinator is, Gannon. Gannon is so trash that on our forms, they were hoping that he got hired so we can hire another defensive coordinator. That's how trash he is. Like nobody likes him. They want him to leave. But he was up for a coaching job after being with us for one year. Kellen Moore. Two years. Kellen Moore. Two years coordinator. Oh, he the hottest. <laughs> we need him. He's the hottest name. We look need what, him. Look what look what he's done for Dak. Um, um, as if Dak, Dak was, just... good was boring before. <laughs> Let's talk Dak was good with Jason Garrett. And I still don't know how uh, Eric enemy hasn't been somebody's head coach somewhere. That's I think New Orleans, I think New Orleans is going to seriously pay for that. I think I think the Saints are seriously, seriously, seriously going to pay. Oh, for they that. about to they about to tumble that Dennis Allen. I, I think that was a horrible selection. Wasn't he the coach in? Uh, was it with the? It was with Oakland. Oakland. Oh, I thought it was. With oh, so you already know first name three and thirteen. Oh Lord, bring back the bags. Bring back the bags. Three <laughs> Yeah, like Dayball and Hackett and uh the, the little dude you said from Miami. I'm like, this is the dude y'all think people gonna really listen to. He looked like he just know computer stuff. I ain't no disrespect to football knowledge or whatever, but I'm like, you telling me. 35-year-old men, grown football players, going to look at him and be like, yep, we going to listen to you. Tell us about football. Come on, man. I, I don't I don't see it. And, and you know what? They might do a good job. I ain't even going to – I sit back and, and they might do a good job. But you should have to wait your turn just like everybody else wait your turn. You should have to put in your dues just like everybody else put in their dues. And if people keep skipping the line, after a while, somebody gonna say something. It's never gonna be. Yeah, so that's 
Yeah, that's not that's not fair. But they and, went from what they went from eight to eight to one and what two eight black coaches to like two to one in what two three years? Two three years, bro. Come on now. Two three years, man. So uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I just I just I think it's one of those things, it's gonna change, but I don't think it's gonna it's all it's gonna do is gonna make the the owners a little bit slicker about how they do their business. Yep. And they're gonna tighten up their their circles a little bit more to where the people who would be getting information saying that, hey, this person gonna be hired, they're not gonna get that information no more. But it's definitely gonna be a lot of back channel stuff and say, hey, you're gonna be the guy I hired. Like, and until we get black ownership, that's not gonna change. I think um a gentleman, a black gentleman is looking to buy the the Broncos. Yeah, Robert Smith. That's the dude who paid for all them people's scholarships at uh mm-hmm. one of them, one of them HBCUs. Yeah, yeah he yeah. looking to he looking to buy. And there's another black guy, uh Allen. I forgot, uh, I forgot his first name. But he's uh he has a lot of money. He's talking about the guy who has he uh owns the uh the weather station. What's that guy's name? Oh, Byron Allen. Byron Allen. He's talking about trying to buy him too. Oh, he got big bread. He got big bread. Yep, on bread. So uh, it, it was a thing even whenever uh, the Panthers were up for sale after the Richardson family sold, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Puff was getting ready to buy buy the Panthers, and then the uh, the boys' club got together and they went and called some of their homies because it was Puff, Serena, and I think it was uh, it was somebody else that's in, that's in TV. It's somebody uh, from my Miami. Somebody from Florida too. It was. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, it was, it was. It was. It was definitely somebody from Miami that was getting ready to buy in. You know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. uh, uh, the bo- bo- uh, the boys' club uh, made made that text group a bit bigger, and uh, they oh, made yeah. sure that that ownership did not change uh, ethnicity at all. Um, and so it, it, it's a sad case, and I think b- both of y'all spoke perfectly uh, to this situation in the Brian Flores case. Um, and then just kind of a- as we were podding here as well, um, I did see that Andre Johnson and Devin Hester were snubs for the Hall of Fame this year. They did not make it. Uh, neither one of them made it. So, wow. um, I mean, I'm, o- I'm only mad about one of That's my hot take. I'm not really tripping on Devin Hester. I'm going to keep it 100. Oh, dang. Yeah. I thought it was opposite. That's oh. I'm tripping on. Yeah, I'm tripping on Hester. I'm, I'm the opposite. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's 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 talk about it right quick. So, Andre Johnson put up monster numbers. His quarterbacks was Car, uh, uh, Car, <laughs> uh, uh, David, Schwa, David Carr, David the wrong Carr, uh, uh, Schwab. I mean, you can't name his quarterbacks. Did he have Jeff Garcia for a little while? He probably did. And he put up all the monster numbers and scrubs at, at a at a squad that was a new squad in a new city. And, and he really held it down. Never really had injuries. Uh, never really was troublesome in the media. None of that. I just feel like as a wide receiver for years, he was considered the best wide receiver on the team. I mean, in the league. 
he was just on the trash team. He never left. He had loyalty. I just think, like, he's a Hall of Famer in my eyes. I just think he got stuck on the wrong team, like a lot of players do on some uh, Megatron stuff. I don't think he was as – he was on the same level as Megatron, but it was years where wasn't nobody stopping Andre Johnson. Yeah, especially when he first came out the U. Wasn't nobody stopping Andre Johnson. Ultimate hands. Ultimate hands. Ultimate I, 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 he and he beat up Courtney Infinity. Come on, man. He let, he let that man. Come on, him. man. Man, he, he gave that boy the blues. He showed him, him love. Man, look, hold up. You don't look too much on him. I just think Devin Hester, when they tried to use him in other manners, mm-hmm. he looked bad. And Andre never really had a, a look bad moment in his career. I just think overall that's Miami Hurricane hate. Uh, that's just me. Because that's, that's arguably, I mean, out of this era, I would say that what, 05 forward, Andre Johnson may be one of the best receivers at, like in that in that Ooh. class. You know what I'm saying? Uh, me and uh, me and Devin McCoy, we was having this conversation the other day, right? And uh, and Rome, you know him as Gun, Gunshine. And mm-hmm. We sitting there talking, and somebody, uh, somebody said, somebody said this on Devin's timeline. They was like, "Hey, um, uh, man, they said somebody was a top five receiver of all time, and it was just so wrong. It was just blatantly wrong. It was like asinine, right?" Then we just got to naming off wide receivers, and at the top of everybody's list that we called, Andre Johnson was first on that list. It went, it went Andre Johnson, To, Chad, Chad Johnson, or Ocho Cinco, whatever you want to call him, and then everybody else's name just fell below. You know what I'm saying? But that's just me saying that I think that this is Miami Hurricane uh, hate. Um, you guys know me. I'm a, re- I'm a big fan of the U. I am a representative representative of the U. Um, and Devin Hester may be the best return man of all time. So how do you, how do you leave possibly the best return man out? Like, right, I might. Special teams, he, he was the last great special teams player. Right, I'm like, cause it's a position, and I'm like, he was the best to me at that position. So he, I'm like, you gotta get in. That's just like when they put the punter dude in, uh, the first punter or whatever who the best punter was. I'm like, dude, he can get in. The best kicker, the best kicker from the gotta get in. It's so that's arguably, that's just how I that's just how I see. It's arguably because I mean, special teams. I don't know. I military has won most super. No, what I'm saying is, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> hey, Drew Brees. But, but the, I feel you. What I'm saying is, I just don't see. Don't kill me, bro. Both, no, both, both of them should be in, though. To me, yeah, both of them. I could definitely see both of them being in. I'm at I just don't numbers. see. I don't see him being the best return man Ooh. of all time. It's only one name. It's only one name that I can back. Back matter of fact, it's only two names that I can think of. But one of those. One of those that, if we think of the same, he played corner also. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that nigga's at Jackson State. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, we, we all on the same page, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think people really forget Dante Hall. Dante Hall. And exactly, that's the other name. I, okay. I just, I, it's, it's, they call this man, what, with the human joystick? Oh, up the X. Oh yeah! So, oh yeah! People did. He had his own thing. Yeah. So it's again, it's one of the positions. It's like, don't get me wrong. You really putting up the numbers. He did his thing. 
like I said, I just think it was the moments when they tried to use him in other positions and how his career ended that kind of hurt his being a first ballot Hall of Famer. Now, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I would I would have loved to have Andre Johnson in the over Richard Seymour. No disrespect to Richard Seymour. But, I mean, I definitely thought he could have got in there over him. That's a fact. Who else got in? Uh, I see Sam, Sam Mills got in. Sam Mills is needed. Um, let me see. Uh, I'm about to look it up right now. Because Andre Johnson, his number's better than Hines Ward. And they always be talking about he might get in there. Uh, Tony Baselli got in. Let's see here. Yeah, Richard Seymour, he 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 played for the Eagles a little bit. Dick Vermeil, uh, the coach, he got oh, yeah. in. That's needed. I mean, Tony Baselli just he didn't play long. He was a, I mean, he he was the first round draft pick for the, the Jaguars as a lineman, and he was decent, you know. But Man, like I, again, do you if you have a choice picking up Andre Johnson or Tony Baselli? What we doing? <laughs> the eye test tells me enough. Uh, I think I think Dre getting knocked too because he didn't have a lot of he didn't have no season with like double digit touchdowns. I think that he get knocked for not scoring a lot of touchdowns, but still mm-hmm. 1,500 yards twice, three times, fourteen hundred yards once. He went over 1,100 with it. One, two, three, four, five, seven times out of his really, what, seven times out of really, what, 13 years? So half the time he was over 1,100 yards? Yeah. And he led the league in receiving two years in a row and catches. See? With yeah. a, a league with T.O., uh, who was in the league? T.O., Randy Moss, Fitzgerald, Calvin Johnson? Fitzgerald, that's another one. And this quarterback, well, he's gonna be a first ballot. Oh, hands yeah. down, he yeah, the greatest there's, hands of all there. time. Yeah, I don't, uh, I, I, honestly, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen Larry drop a pass. Honestly, I don't think I've ever seen. He got more career interceptions than drop passes. I think not yeah. even as a tackle. Yep, that's pass. crazy. That's crazy. Um, the yeah. Leroy Butler is a good pick for the uh, the Hall of Fame. I like him going in. He was he was dope. Uh, Brian Young. <laughs> He, he was another one of those okay. guys. He got in from San Fran. Mm-hmm. I, I love that for him. Uh, Cliff Branch. Uh, he got in as a wide receiver, of course. Uh, and then uh, Art McNeely. He's a con- uh, uh, contributor finalist. You know, one of those guys that behind the scenes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm sorry. No disrespect to Richard Seymour and Tony Baselli. They could have waited. You know. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. You could have. They could have been on that list for uh, an, another year. Next year, yeah. Yeah, another year. Well, gentlemen, I I definitely do appreciate y'all, um, and I and listeners and uh, everybody that's tuned in. I definitely thank y'all for tuning in and, and checking out uh, the show and listening, and even even if you tuned in to, to watch uh, throughout this d- duration here. Um, this has been another episode of the Perspective Podcast. Rome, I thank you for joining us. T, as always, you know what it is. Uh, always. Um, and, and until next time, y'all, uh, this was I, this was a really good return episode. Uh, this was a really, really good return episode uh, coming back here. And uh, we definitely about to keep this in motion here uh, going 
forward. So this was another episode of the Perspective Podcast. Make sure y'all tune in, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure y'all check it out. And until next time, y'all, take it easy. Peace. Peace.